Hello everybody and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, joined by Allison Aletha. Al, how are you today? I'm good. I took a very lazy weekend, so I'm just, I feel lazy and great. <laughs> that's, that's an upgrade from what you were saying that you were last week, so we'll take that. <laughs> and we are joined by a returning Tony Harris uh, from Low Rule Legend. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah, this week has been pretty busy for me as well. It's my daughter and my birthday week, so it's just been Woo-hoo! a crazy week. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you, both of you. Appreciate that. Did you uh, did you do anything cool to celebrate? Uh, we we had a couple people at, over to our apartment for her and, uh, you know, just enjoyed playing some games. I've actually um, been busy playing a few different games, but that's about it. Nice, nice. Uh, well, that's exciting. We had um, we had a lot of people talking uh, after our episode a couple episodes back. I, gosh, I can't even remember which one it was by this point. But I remember a bunch of people were like, "That Tony guy was solid. We need to get him back on the show." So um, we we definitely thought that we had to to make it happen sooner rather than later. And what better episode for a guy named Low Rule Legend than the <laughs> definitive ranking? Of all of the dungeons from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Guys, I am fired up. I'm excited about this episode. I am Yeah, I am so as too. well. Yeah. I I was I keep saying like all week how much I forgot I love this game because I haven't played it since its initial release. And when I was playing it again, I'm like, oh my god, I love this. Why have I not been playing this for the last seven years? So I'm excited too. Yeah, I think that um this game has some of the best overall dungeons, especially for a 2D game. Just the plethora of dungeons they have, and they're all pretty good. So this will be a good episode. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it there. They're all pretty good. Like, there's, you know, you can play, I'll pick on Twilight Princess. That game has some amazing dungeons, but it also has some stinkers. And I feel like everything is rock solid in Link Between Worlds. We've kind of been talking about how we've been doing the game dirty by forgetting the intro dungeon and forgetting the stealth segment but by god we're gonna make up for it today and we have a lot to get into because there are 12 dungeons in this game but first uh we should definitely talk about the announcements from last week of course uh nintendo dropped a third party direct out of absolutely nowhere uh in the, in the middle basically in the middle of the night and actually tony you were pretty confident about this uh july 20th date so hats off to you for for calling that yeah i seen a couple different people like guaranteeing this di- this date so i felt good but it looks like none of the insiders even knew that it was just going to be a third party event so we were all i was up that night waiting till midnight to see the announcement and then it came and of course it's not exactly what we were hoping for but we did get some zelda news absolutely we did and you know the good thing about that is it probably means that we're gonna get like a a quote-unquote real nintendo direct somewhat soon because i feel like there's definitely more that they had to show but you you were right we did get some zelda news it felt like the first bit of zelda news that we got in absolutely forever and i'm really excited about this there's a lot of new content coming to cadence of hyrule Um, i know that wasn't everybody's cup of tea in the Zelda scene, but the people that played it, I think almost universally loved it. Uh, the soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. And uh, the cool thing is that we're getting three packs of DLC. Uh, one pack is, is more characters, which is really awesome. And the second pack is more music, which is even better. 
So I'm really fired up about that. I'm excited to play um, the the you know new characters and new tunes. Uh, I actually fired it up after the announcement, and I played around as Impa a little bit, and I uh, I played around as Shadow Link. So very cool. But I think that we could probably all agree that the that the real meat on this bone was the announcement of uh, a whole new map and a whole new story. It's called Symphony of the Mask. It's going to star Skull Kid, and it's going to have brand new everything and i'm really excited for that mostly because i'm excited because in my mind i'm just like man we can get like the cadence of hyrule remixes of like clock town and like the song of healing and um the majora's mask theme i'm like i i actually cannot wait for that symphony of the mask to drop i'm really excited about that what about you guys i mean i I don't want to be like a sick in the mud, but Kate, I'm one of those people that Cadence wasn't my favorite thing in the whole world. I enjoyed playing it, but I will say that the music is great, and I often do like sometimes seek the music out just to have something to jam to. So if anything from this announcement, I'm excited about the new music, and like you said, the, the like possibilities of what can be remixed, I'm excited about that too. Do I think I'll play it again? Probably not, but I'll definitely go out of my way to find the music. Uh, stick in the mud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was one of the people that actually really liked this game. Uh, I know what it is. It's you know it's a smaller Zelda game. It's it's a niche title, um, very specific with rhythm. But first off, the best thing about this is it's a huge soundtrack full of remixes of all the different great Zelda songs. And you're right, Andy. the The best thing about that whole new Skull Kid pack is that we're gonna probably get most of the Majora's Mask soundtrack in this nice upbeat style i can't wait for that and then this game was pretty good at implementing different like unique character styles and like play styles for each of the characters like zelda plays a lot different than link did so it's going to be cool to see how skull kid and it's called what symphony of the mask which means we're probably going to get some kind of majora's mask uh, maybe uh gameplay or implementing it and i can't wait to see what they do with that and it's pretty cool, too, because they announced that Skull Kid, like, he already has different masks that will, like, you can switch between them, and that'll kind of influence how he plays. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that this is going to be, like, you know, I think that this is going to be worth the the money. I think it's going to be a, a fairly substantial expansion, and uh, I'm really excited. I actually, um, I remember doing the Cadence of Hyrule review on this show, and it was, uh, I did it by myself. It was the only podcast that we've done in Champions Cast history where it was just me going solo, so... Maybe we'll have to bust that out and I'll review it solo for round two and kick old stick in the mud out of here for that. <laughs> uh, but that's that's coming in October and that we're going to get there and talk a lot more about Symphony of the Mask, I'm sure, when the physical edition of Cadence of Hyrule as well launches in October. So that's exciting. Um, but that being said, we we better get back on track with today's show because we have 12 dungeons to cover from the legend of zelda a link between world i feel like we're probably gonna go long but guys strap in listeners strap in get ready because we're not leaving until they're all done you know how the definitive system works we're gonna go down the list and we're gonna talk about the dungeons and actually we're gonna talk about them in the order that i played them because i just finished playing link between worlds and then when we get to the first dungeon and the second dungeon we're gonna decide which one's better and when we get to the third dungeon, we're going to decide if that one's, if it's going at the top, if it's going in the middle, or if it's going at the bottom. When we get to the fourth, we're going to do the same thing. Top, middle, uh, other middle, or bottom. <laughs> so by the end of this list, 
we are going to uh, have one master list and uh, there's going to be some compromise there's going to be some some harsh words exchanged i'm sure but by god we're going to get that list done and then at the very end of the show we will reveal our list of uh, personal dungeons so i'll i'll read off my list of 1 to 12 tony will do his and allison will do hers so now that everybody knows the rules of engagement are you guys ready to start yes let's totally go. ready let's do it all right let's start off with Eastern Palace, uh, a dungeon that we absolutely snubbed on our uh, <laughs> intro dungeon list. Because I actually think that this is a really nice intro dungeon. Um, I, I think that, like, it's very functional. Nothing really stands out necessarily to me. Um, like, like it's very, it's very functional. It does the job that it needs to do. And, um, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't try and, and do too many cute things. It's it's fairly straightforward. I will say the thing that stuck out to me about the uh, the Eastern Palace is that you fight Yuga as the final boss, and I have to say, like, I I actually don't like that trope. I guess or maybe it's not a trope, but I I don't really like fighting the final boss at the beginning of the game. Um, maybe Gearheim aside, because I don't like it because like. You, you fight Yuga once, and he's, like, he, like he's super easy. And obviously, this is the intro dungeon, so he's supposed to be easy. But then, just to me, in, in my twisted head, that kind of kind of takes away from, like, the menace of him. And, like, it's like, okay, well, this guy's a putz, and he's super easy. So he's not that threatening to me anymore. Um, so, I you know, I don't know. I didn't really like that. Um, it also doesn't really help that you don't merge into the walls in this dungeon, really. Um, I think that the part after, like he he transforms you into a painting, and you're and you're going along the walls is much more memorable than the actual dungeon itself. But going back, I, I think that this is a perfectly fine non-offensive intro dungeon. Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's pretty easy, um, even easy for an intro dungeon. There's not really any um, anything holding you up, and you're right, Yuga's very easy as well. You just gotta kind of shoot him from afar. Um, I, I don't mind that kind of trope if they're a little harder. Um, but yeah, so since he's so easy, it almost makes it look like when you when you're gonna actually end up fighting him later in the game, you already know like I'm stronger than him. So it takes away from the story a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I I do like it as a dungeon overall because it's exactly what you need out of an intro dungeon just to give you the feel of the game. Um, and it, it kind of sets up what the dungeons will be like in this game. So I have no issues with it. Um, I kind of, I kind of take all the things you guys said in the opposite way. So I really like the Eastern Palace because the music and the vibe of it and the visual of it reminds me of the nostalgia that I really like from A Link to the Past. So there's that. Um, I didn't think it felt like a great intro, intro dungeon until you could merge with the wall. And then, and then that's when it made it a good intro dungeon because not only did it continue the dungeon after you fought the boss... But it kind of showed you everything that you're supposed to know for the rest of the game, which is what we said was our criteria for the intro dungeons in our intro dungeon right. episode. I actually think that you, like, okay, so first of all, I love Yuga. I think he is a fantastic villain. He's fun. He's way weird. He sings his own theme song, for gosh sakes. And, like, yes, he was easy. I literally have it in my notes that he's easy once you know what you're supposed to do. 
but he gets progressively harder the more you fight him so i feel like it's kind of the same as Gearheim, where Gearheim is really easy the first time you see him and then he has a few new tricks the next time and then he has even more crazy stuff going on the next time i just think it's because the villain thinks you're so weak that they don't have to go 100 percent all out you know hard mode on you to kill you but then they're realizing oh maybe i do so they get harder so while you guys are saying that, you know, Yuga's too easy and it makes it kind of like, eh, the bot, the main villain's like easy to beat and it's not as fun. I just think it's kind of the opposite. I just feel like if there's a progression there that I really like. Okay, okay. One thing that I also uh, noted about the Eastern Palace is you can collect a astronomical amount of rupees in this dungeon. Oh, yeah. Like almost 500 rupees, which will get you... <laughs> Like pretty much almost every single item rented from from Ravios at the be at the very beginning, so you can definitely make bank in this intro dungeon. Uh, I'm not gonna lie though. Actually, before I say this, let me preface uh, what I'm about to say. Uh, before the show started, we were talking, and I feel like we all kind of agreed that you know the dungeons for this are just so rock solid. There's no there's no like bad tier there's like middle tier and then there's really high tier so even when i say that this dungeon is the second last dungeon on my list it's still like a really solid dungeon but it's the second to last dungeon on my list Dang, so Gina. uh <laughs> there it is yeah i agree I, I i like this dungeon a lot especially i think that uh, most of the 2D dungeons are pretty good, um, and I think this one's up there. It's just that this game has a lot of really great dungeons that we'll get to. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about the next dungeon on our list, the House of Gales. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of take the lead here. Um, one thing that sticks out to me about both the House of Gales and the Tower of Hera, which we'll get to, is that it just has the very bland dungeon music from yes. A Link to the Past. Yep. And that, it, it hurts it, I feel like, because I feel, for myself, a, a big part of a dungeon's identity is its theme music. And, um, you know, when you don't have that, it's you're already behind. And it, it, combine that with, like, I feel like the other big part of a dungeon's identity is, like, the item that you get... Uh, from the dungeon and you don't necessarily have that in a link between worlds for some of them um, some of them require you to use certain items like this one requires you to use the tornado rod which um, you know is great and gives it that identity but some of them didn't have that so uh, little bits and pieces of dungeon identity I, I feel like for me personally are missing in this game but needless to say uh, I think that this dungeon is is pretty fun I like the the verticality of the of like the puzzles like you keep on going um progressively higher and higher in, in both this and the tower of Hera, actually and i like that you um i like that you use the wall merging a lot more in this uh like in this dungeon especially when you're on like that little platform that's taking you and you're going to the walls and stuff like that and i think that it, like uh in terms of the boss fight i actually think that this might be one of the strongest boss fights in the game i had a really fun time uh what's his name margo mill yeah margo mill so so basically, the dude on the, the eyeball with the the spinning saucers around him that you have to use your tornado rod to uh, to get on top of and, and slash away. I think that it's really fun. Uh, I really liked this boss battle. So I I was all about this dungeon. This is actually a pretty high ranking dungeon for me. What about you, Al? Um, I also have it pretty high on my list. Uh, I have one hundred percent felt the same about the music. I literally wrote down same music, disappointing, 
And I, again, keep in mind, I haven't played this in seven years. So I was like, are all the dungeons going to sound like this? Is this, is this? Yes. I literally I had that same thing. thought. So that was disappointing. But I liked the tornado rod and using the wind currents to get through. It made me uh, remember all, like, some of the forest dungeons that I like, the Wind Waker one. And also um, the uh, Wind Temple, which I can't remember the name of, in Phantom Hourglass. So I really like that. Um... Like, what I appreciate about, about a lot of the dungeons in this game, too, is that it makes you look at the map if you're trying to get everything in the dungeon. So, there's, like, some little secret spots or pockets that you want to go into, and you have to really look at the map. So, um, that was uh, a good thing that I noticed in this dungeon as well. And then, um, also, Margamil was, uh, I agree, was super fun. However, something I kind of complain about is that they never tell you the name of these bosses yeah i was like yeah. i had to look them all up because i was like wait a second what is this guy's name um so yeah i was kind of annoyed that they didn't do that where in most Zelda games they tell you the name of who you're fighting so not not only that but like they give you like a kind of a cute little subtitle as well yeah like uh like dark lord of evil or something <laughs> like that for ganondorf yeah. they don't do that in this game yeah they really don't so i was like what is this guy's name and it's kind of funny they all have really weird names so um but yeah, I liked the, that fight too. I said it was fun. it was a fun boss when you kind of figure out the gimmick of him. So I like the House of Gales, and I I definitely like it more than the Eastern Palace. Um, but I still like Yuga more, so I feel like I would rank it a little bit lower. <laughs> Wait, what? You're gonna, you're ranking House of Gales lower than Eastern Palace? Yeah, I really like Yuga. <laughs> oh, good. Tony, talk some sense into the proceedings here. Come on. So yeah, what? To start, what I really like about this dungeon is some of my favorite things about Zelda dungeons in general is the atmosphere they they set up. They ha all have like a typical theme, and they're supposed to invoke a certain type of emotion. And like as soon as you go to the House of Gales, it's a giant, you know, um, a wind fan or you know whatever they're called. So it looks, it's very fitting for this wind-based uh, dungeon. And then you have the little um, fans that are on the ground that you have to like hover over to get through the dungeon a lot. Um, so it really invokes a specific type of atmosphere. It does stink that it is just a generic music. I feel like if they had a, a, a unique song to this dungeon, it would set it even that much more apart. Yeah. And uh, a, a couple more things. This is, you know, one of the early dungeons in the game, so this dungeon has a lot of merging into the wall mechanics, which is pretty cool because you've just now gotten that for the first time. Um, so the game really is like, it, it's perfectly progressing you uh, to how to use it and so you can get used to it for the rest of the game. So I feel like it works really well as an early dungeon. Um, and the boss fight, yeah, that was one of the main things I was going to note. It's so unique. It's this giant pillar that's bouncing you around. Uh, and of course, it's got the, the staple of Zelda bosses with the giant eye at the top. <laughs> but it's a very unique boss, very, uh, I wouldn't say it's that challenging, but it's, it's definitely cool. I, I think it's much better than eastern palace i agree i think it's like far and away much better than eastern palace i i have to say something borderline blasphemous here but like margle mill actually almost reminds me of a triforce heroes boss oh but fun <laughs> and not horrible that's funny i mean to be fair like these are also my middle of the pack dungeons so it was kind of more like which one did i enjoy more going through right so it's not like i think that either of these are top tier dungeons it's just that i kind of think that i liked eastern palace better well 
Uh, we're going to rank it below the Which House of Gale Salsa. I'm, I'm okay that's, with that's that. That's a two to one. I'm okay with that. All right, it's so, okay. So our, our definitive list as of right now is number one, House of Gales, number two, Eastern Palace. Allison, uh, tell us your thoughts about the Tower of Hera. Okay, I definitely ranked this one higher than both the previous ones. So I actually really like Tower of Hera, mostly because of the visuals. Um, something that was like a big standout to me in this game is the higher you get in any level or dungeon or whatever, um, you could see everything down below you and it was really cool, especially with Tower of Hera and like Ice Ruins and Hyrule Castle. So I really liked that. Same music though, so that was lame. Um, yeah. uh, and it was, it was short and to the point and fun and Moldorm is obviously a staple of, of, uh, these games so I enjoyed fighting him although it wasn't as hard as I remember it being in a link to the past so I guess it, I kind of like that better because I feel like in a link to the past Moldrum is super frustrating so um yeah I just overall it was short and sweet I like the visuals of it the music was lame and the boss was fun so I I actually like this one better than the other two all right, Tony, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I, what I like about this dungeon is you've got those like smiley faces you have to hit with your hammer that kind of throw you around. It's a pretty unique, um, it's a pretty unique gimmick to this dungeon, uh, so that's pretty cool. It does unfortunately use the same music, so it and this one to me is a little le less atmospheric. Like I, I don't get that same type of um, emotion drawn from this one. So I do like the boss mold. Moldorm's obviously, yeah, a staple. And in A Link to the Past, it's way too hard. Constantly knocks you off. I think this one has kind of drawn that back a little bit. So I do prefer it in here. I still think I like House of Gales more than Tower of Hera, though. I think Tower of Hera is better than Eastern Palace, but I would put it below House of Gales. I, I agree with you um, verbatim, almost, almost actually. Uh, you guys pretty much nailed the talking points that I had to uh, to say. Um, I love the springs. The music is unfortunate. Um, it really kind of takes away from the you know the kind of the vibe of the dungeon. Um, and I'm uh, sorry, I was mistaking when I said that you were uh, wall merging on the platforms in uh, House of Gales. That's Tower of Hera that you're doing that in. Um, so I, I thought that that was pretty fun. Uh, love Moldarm, but you know it, it's just it's a little bit too easy. It's a little bit too short. For me, I, I I'm with you. I would rank it in between House of Gales and Eastern Palace, but uh, I, I don't know that I would put it at number one, which is where I think you have it on your. If if you had to pick, you'd put it there as of right now, right, Allison? Uh, yes. Well, I think we're gonna veto you and just put it in the middle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> again, that's, that's a two to one. Again, it's like like I said, it's my middle of the pack. I don't feel very strongly about these, but. You know, so I'm okay with what we're, what's going on right now. So uh, just for kind of trivia sake here, I think that for me, my top, I think the top four dungeons, so the dungeons I have ranked one to four, I would call great. And then the rest of them, I would call like all really solid. Same. Yeah, I agree. I think that these this game has a lot of very high highs when it comes to dungeons. And then even the middle of the pack ones are pretty good. I'm kind of scared though oh, because okay. you guys are disagreeing with me so far, and I'm a little nervous about my top four now. I I can't <laughs> wait to dump on the rest of your picks, Allison. <laughs> that's that's why I showed up today. Uh, okay, let's let's get it going. I, I'm not gonna lie, this next dungeon is probably my least favorite one oh, yes. in the entire game, Hyrule Castle, and I I just 
I feel like it's every other Hyrule castle that we've ever seen, except shorter and easier. And you fight Yuga again. And it's a better fight, but still, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I at, at least, I guess, in, in terms of the story, I accept this one a little bit more. Because, like, you fight Yuga, and you're so clearly more powerful than him that he has to turn into, like, Ganon Yuga later in the game. It's like, I, I guess that that is good, but... I don't know, just the, just going through Hyrule Castle, again, you just fight the same guards, it's just like, okay, I've done this in Link to the Past, I've done it in Minish Cap, I've, I feel like I've done it in every 2D Zelda game, almost, and like, I know what Hyrule Castle is, I know what it looks like, it just, it didn't add anything new to me, um, it, it, it did have better music, I'll give it that, but it was, again, it was just like your standard Hyrule Castle music, so it wasn't... I don't know, it, like, it wasn't new, um, it, it felt like a retread, which is basically what I feel about this whole dungeon, it felt like a retread, I actually ranked this one last on my Ooh. list, uh, what about you guys? Go for it, Tony. Oh, wow, yeah, so, you're right that Hyrule Castle is a very, um, revisited dungeon in most Zelda games, and usually I kind of dump on that, but for this game specifically, seeing as how it's like a reimagining slash sequel, uh, spiritual successor to A Link to the Past, what this one does to me is it takes me back to being in the 1990s playing Hyrule Castle on A Link to the Past. Um, so this is like the one dungeon where the more nostalgic and revisited I went through it, the better it got. The, the enemies are updated, but the music still feels the same the enemies still look the same it's just in this more 3d space i actually really like this dungeon um and as far as like story beat goes yeah you do fight yuga again which is kind of lame but it's a better boss fight and then you know this this has a lot of the this is where the game kind of changes and becomes more triumph so i actually really like the hyrule castle in this game i think that's well allison uh... I was excited because I was like, okay, yes, this is my bottom three. <laughs> um, I am okay. First of all, the music is part, again something nostalgic that I love from A Link to the Past. So I was down for that. I liked it a lot. Um, and I, like I said before with Tower of Hera, when you're climbing the castle, you can see, first of all, the inside of the castle with all the staircases or the outside of the castle where you could see like the land down below. And I thought that was really cool. Like, it was a detail I don't think I paid attention to my first playthrough, but when I was seeing it now, I was like, this is actually kind of cool that they have all that going on in the background. Um, I Again, I really, really like Yuga. I, th I thought it was very visually fantastic, like how the lightning's shooting everywhere and him laughing in the background, and you're just trying to figure out which one of them is real. Like I said, he's kind of upped his, uh, his game a little bit because he's like, okay, this kid is actually a little bit stronger than I thought before. So I'm going to actually try it this time. So, I mean, again, you guys keep saying that it, he seems too easy, and I get that, but I just think it's just for the level that Link is at now that he just, that's that's the way he is. I just like him a lot. And then, um, that was it. That's all I said. It was just It was just those things that I liked, and then the rest was kind of forgettable. I don't honestly remember what I did in the dungeon besides liking the music and looking at the background <laughs> so <laughs> i said last three for me all right so so we need to insert it into our list at either one two three or four what what do you guys think sounds fair i would be willing tony if you wanted to put it above eastern palace yeah i mean 
So where do you put this in comparison to Eastern Palace, Allison? Uh, like five slots below. <laughs> five slots below. Oh, boy. <laughs> we, we could put it in last. I really like it, but everything you all are saying is totally valid. Mine mainly comes from nostalgia because, yeah, you know, I grew up with A Link to the Past, and this is the first time in this game where you really get that feeling like you're almost playing the game revisited. This is the dungeon that does it for me, but it isn't anything revolutionary, so I, I would be okay with it being last on this list so far. All right, so so Tony's Tony's giving now to take later for sure. Yeah. I can tell that he has some, <laughs> some some things that he wants to negotiate that he's going to play hardball with. Some considerations. All right, so our list so far, yeah, future considerations. <laughs> uh, our list so far, we got number one, the House of Gales. Number two, House of Oh God, the Tower of Hera. Uh, easy for me to say. Uh, number three, Eastern Palace, and number four, Hyrule Castle. Now the game really gets going and really kicks into high gear. And now we finally open up to the game's, like, really awesome dungeons. I want to start off, and, and I'm going to take you through the order that I played them, and we can kind of react. And uh, you know what? Let me know when you guys eventually got to these dungeons. But here we go. The first dungeon that I ended up getting to was the Dark Palace. And like we alluded to last week, uh, the, the intro to this is absolutely fantastic, where you're hiding from everybody and yeah, it's a really good stealth segment. And I, I don't know how we managed to snub it. I, You know what? Our friend of the show, Corey Richmond, even even told me before we did that stealth show, don't forget about A Link Between Worlds. And I still forgot about A Link Between Worlds. But uh, man, so I got to the Dark Palace. And the second I walked in and heard different music, I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, the, I thought that the music was really great. I thought that... Uh, actually, I have, I have to admit something. It took me a lot longer than I would like to admit to realize that I had to throw the bomb up on the, on the ledge to break the the wall. I was in there for probably like five solid minutes. Like, what do I do? What do I do? I can't get this. I can't get up there to, to bomb the wall or whatever. And then I was like, Oh God, I can pick it up and throw it. <laughs> so already I was just like, okay, well this dungeon is, uh, is a notch above the other one so far. But yeah, I, I loved the, the aesthetic of the dungeon. It, uh, it was really cool the way that like, you kind of have the dichotomy between like the less light you have, the easier it is to follow your path. I thought that that was really clever. I was in this dungeon for probably a good 35 minutes because I was stuck on like where the fourth um, switch was or not switch, but like the fourth way to get to the panel to break the, the, the boarding to light up the fourth switch. So it took me a while to figure that out. Um, You know, it's funny because this didn't really have, like I was kind of complaining about earlier, it didn't really have a, a dungeon item that was specific to it, aside from maybe the torch. But I thought that the, I thought that this had such an identity, and it was such a great dungeon. Um, it had a really awesome boss fight too. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, but the the Gamesaur King is that is that how you say this guy's name? I say Gemisaur because he's made of rupees, right? His armor's made of rupees, like gems. Yeah, I thought it was like Gemisaur King. Yeah, because he's got the big rupee on his. Oh, you know what? It's because I it's because I wrote it down wrong when I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote a G E A. Oh boy, yeah. No, the Gemisaur I thought was really fun. He uh, he he was a good boss battle, like a, definitely a notch above everyone else so far. Um, and you get some Master Ore in here. I was I was just like really really impressed with this dungeon. This was one of the top tier dungeons in the game to me. What about what about you, Allison? 
Okay, I'm a little I'm a little nervous. Let me give some let me give some context though. I did two dungeons before this and I thought those two were top tier that I was kind of disappointed with Dark Palace. So, I really I like it. I like the concept of you're traveling mostly in the dark so that you could see the invisible paths. Um, I also really like Gemsor. I thought he looked awesome and I like it was kind of fun that his armor was basically made of rupees which isn't something we've really seen before um uh what else i i did like the music change also but again i it wasn't my first dungeon after hyrule castle so i was i was just kind of like okay cool this dungeon has another you know different music than what i've been hearing before and i thought it was kind of quiet and creepy kind of to match what it was but like i said i think the first two dungeons i did before it killed it for me so i ranked it a bit lower on my list so for this one for me uh, i've said it before but a lot of these dungeons are very atmospheric and this one really hits that note i mean almost the whole palace is or the whole dungeon is completely dark and you just have very minute things that that light the screen what i love is like some of the walls are like this illuminating um white and that's the only light you have in the room so it makes traversing vastly different and uh the the most of the dungeon is like that the i i love when i'm in a dungeon that wants you to play it a very specific type of way and this one like if you're not paying attention there's little cracks in the walls and that's the only light you have and if you miss it you can be stuck in little maze for a while but it's actually very simple um i i love this dungeon and the boss yeah the gemisaur king i he's a he's got a very cool aesthetic um and i think he's a pretty cool boss fight so so far of the dungeons we have this one is my favorite i agree this one i think is is easily number one for the amount of dungeons that we have right now um just like the yeah i mean you nailed it kind of the the aesthetic of it really and maybe Allison, you got a point, like just because it was the first one that I played after the the four kind of like the four in I, I was about to say the four intro dungeons. But I mean, really, that's almost what they feel like is that you do four intro dungeons before you get to like the real dungeons of this game. So I think that by the time I finally got to Dark Palace, I was just like, OK, like now we're cooking. Now this is, you know, now we're seeing what A Link Between Worlds can do. And uh, I think maybe that influences why I liked it so much. Uh, we could be onto something. But um, yeah, I, I, I loved, I, I just loved the aesthetic. It was, it was cool, but it also wasn't trying to be like spooky or creepy at the same time, which I, I think is a trope that it could have easily fell into. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, if, if it were up to me, I think this is easily number one on our list so far, Allison. What do you, what do you say to that? I can, what do you, where would you put it? I can it? concede that because again, like you said, it was, it, it's definitely a dungeon that if I had played first, I would have been like, ah, oh, yes, just like you did. So my first dungeon is definitely my number one after all the initial four. So uh, maybe it is the placement or which ones we decided to go to. So I'm okay with putting it at top. Okay. Okay. Um, let's move on and let's talk about the swamp palace. Tony, uh, take us away with some of your thoughts about this place. So the swamp palace is also another pretty good dungeon in this game. Um, it, you know, it's got what I love about this, this game in particular with this dungeon is, just like any other game, we have the um, wall. What are they called? The the giant hands that come from the ceiling. Wall hands or um, wall masters. There we go. Yeah. So this game, you can 
kind of do them a little differently because, you know, once they get close, you merge into the wall and then they can't hit you, which I really enjoy. And then there's the times where you actually have to um, have the wall master smack the ground for you so it will, like, open up a path or something. I really thought that was neat and on a fresh take on an old enemy. And then the boss uh, is the the giant hand like wall master with the giant eye in it i really like that one as well a pretty challenging boss for me at least um because you've got to be pretty quick with merging into the wall and, and then there's all the falling areas uh from the floor so you've got to really do this correctly or it's a tough boss uh, i would probably put this a little lower than dark palace but i think it's it's right up there with that kind of dungeon I think you were talking about Skull Woods. Skull Woods. I was talking about Skull Woods. <laughs> That's okay. I could talk Jeez. about Skull Woods, too. Yeah, let's, let's call an audible and, and talk about the Skull Woods. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Skull Woods. Um, but, That's good. Give, give Tony a break. Yeah, I, but I, at least I completely agree with everything that you said, because I hate Wallmasters, especially in A Link to the Past. So when I saw them in this game, I was like, ugh, Wallmasters. But... They 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 kind of gave us a bone and they're like here use the wall master to kind of solve solve some puzzles and I thought that was really cool so it kind of had some saving grace for me and then um let's see what else did I say about it um I also really liked the the um knuckle master is what he's called he kind of was a different take on the bongo yes. bongo boss. It was fun to make him punch walls. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. But again, there's that staple of the Zelda series where it's a giant eyeball. So you like, you know the weak point. And then um, the music was like, it was okay. Again, it was kind of a later dungeon for me. So I had had a couple dungeons where I was like, oh, we got different music and it's fantastic. So I was kind of like, yeah. music was all right. It was there. It was atmospheric for me in the Skull Woods. Um, I would rank it higher than Dark Palace, but not on our personal list that we've got going on now. But um, I ranked it higher than Dark Palace and lo lower than like House of Gales. So, yeah, I, I think if it were at my list, um, I would put Skullwoods in number two behind Dark Palace, uh, like on on the list that we have going right yeah. now. Um, you know, I actually, I, I kind of agree. The music was a little bit generic. This was the last dungeon that I did, actually, before I got to Low Rule Castle. Um, I do like the way that you use the Wall Masters. I think that the, the puzzles that they have set up are, are pretty clever using them. Um, and the way I remembered that there was a room in particular where you have to take two eyeballs and, like, put them into yeah. the, uh, the, little, the little eyeball slots, and you have to be... Like you're on your little you're on your little uh, boat for lack of a better word, and you're hookshotting, and like you've got the the wallmaster coming down on you. I remember that room being awful, and it wasn't that bad when I was playing it this time. But um, Tony, I actually agree with you about the knuckle master. He gave me a heck of a fight when I was playing him. He was he was like I found that he was really hard to dodge um, when he was coming down on you. And like a link between worlds is really great because. Like, you don't want to die because then you lose all of your items and you, like, have to rebuy them or re-rent them, which costs a lot of money. So there's actual consequences for you dying. Um, like I said, I did this uh, I did this dungeon last, actually. So by this point, I pretty much already owned everything. But still, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to die because I, I think I have one item that I don't own yet. So, I, you know, I better live. 
So that boss fight actually, uh, it gave me a little bit of anxiety because I was falling everywhere. He was laying the smack down on me from above. And uh, I felt like I was, I felt uh, challenged, I guess, for lack of a better word, which isn't something that the bosses of this game necessarily made me feel a lot of the time. Um, I do like that uh, that this the Skullwoods is like integrated with the overworld a little bit. Um, I really liked that in A Link to the Past, and I like it in A Link Between Worlds. Um, I, I don't know something about like something about like the dungeons not just being like this this portal into this other like structure or something like that, but like they exist kind of in harmony with like the overworld. I've, I always thought was really cool. And uh, you can get some master ore in this dungeon as well. So it's yeah, I, it it always has bonus points to me when there's like a collectible that you can get in the dungeons. And most dungeons have something of value in them if it's if it's new mail or if it's you know master ore or the stamina boost or whatever. But like I always note that and I always like it when you know there is there's that little chest or whatever that you can find in the dungeon. Um, so yeah, this one I actually I think that Skullwoods is like one of the the top tier dungeons in link between worlds um it's it's probably the lowest top tier dungeon if that makes sense but uh i would rank it like i said below dark palace and above everything else that we have on our list so far what about you guys i'm okay totally okay cool so let's just do a little recap here before uh, we move on number one we've got dark palace number two skull woods number three house of gales number four tower of Hera. number five eastern palace and number six Hyrule Castle. Um, okay, now let's talk about Swamp Palace. <laughs> and uh, I'm going I'm to kick us off, actually, because I, I actually really liked this dungeon. Um, it's probably my favorite of the middle-tier dungeons. Uh, it has it has really awesome music, which is probably, like, if you're listening by now, like, you'll notice that the first thing that I usually notice about dungeons is the music, just because I feel like it's so important to, like, kind of getting the feel and getting the vibe of the dungeon. Um, so good music really elevates a dungeon and this one has that so i like that I, I really like the hook shot and then immediately merge into wall gimmick i think that that i think that it like really um i think that it really is like a, a cool kind of it always made me feel really badass whenever i pulled it off <laughs> even even though it's not hard to pull off um you know as, as far as like uh water dungeons go i think that this one is really good you um you know, you you hookshot and change the, the levels of the water, but, like, it's kind of self-contained, which I liked a little bit. Uh, you know, it wasn't this whole, like, it, you, you would contain itself to one room, so you didn't have to constantly go back, like, in Ocarina of Time's Water Temple and change the entire structure of the dungeon. So I appreciated that. Um, I did note that you fight the, uh, the mini-boss, like, basically right away. Um, which I thought uh, was, I don't know, maybe not strange, but it stuck out to me. So I was really loving this dungeon until you get to the boss of the dungeon and uh, you fight Argus. And to me, I was just like, man, I feel like every single dungeon ever in the Zelda series that is kind of centered around the hookshot the final boss is like the exact same. Yes. Like you have to pull stuff away from him with your hook shot, and then you fight the boss once all the little things are, are off of him. <laughs> so that that kind of, it didn't kill it for me, but I was just a little bit, I don't know, I was just like, ugh. Kind of like, been there, done this again. Kind of like I was with Hyrule Castle. So boss aside, I thought that this dungeon was, was pretty great. 
Um, Allison, what do you think? Um, I also really like this dungeon, and I don't often like water dungeons, so I actually thoroughly enjoyed this one, and I definitely enjoyed this one better than the the similar dungeon in A Link uh, to the Past. So um, I thought the raising and lowering of the water, like you said, it was pretty self-contained. It wasn't as overwhelming in the water temple um, as, or I'm sorry, it's not as overwhelming as the water temple in Ocarina of Time. Um, but I like that the same concept was kind of used there and that you could use the, the walls as well with the water levels. So I enjoyed that. I also really liked the hook shot. But I said the same thing about the boss. I said, kind of lame boss, but at least he's the same as every other water eye blob we fight in most of the games. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. So I like 100% agree. I really, really liked going through this dungeon. But the boss kind of was just like, ah, really, just another eye blob water guy. Um, but I, I actually ranked the dungeon portion, maybe not the boss. Like maybe I kind of kicked the boss out, but I ranked it actually higher on my list. So, than middle of the pack, it was my four or fifth place. All right, what do you think, Tony? Yeah, so this time I'll actually give you my thoughts on Swamp Palace. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite. I could argue this is possibly my favorite dungeon in the whole game. It might actually be my favorite water dungeon in all the series too, because. I I like a challenge in my Zelda games, but sometimes I feel like the water um, temples or dungeons can sometimes be hard for the sake of being hard. Um, and I really like the how this one is contained. And if once you figure out like what you're doing with lowering the levels and and rising the levels of water, it's actually not too bad. Plus, the atmosphere of this one is beautiful everything's very bright blue the music's pretty good um it really sets you in that water temple feel which a lot of like 2d dungeons don't do that well i think the Mm -hmm. water temples are a lot better in 3d spaces except for this one really makes you feel like you're in a water temple um the the boss it it is a same a, a, a common trope we see with those bosses got a bunch of eyes but i do like once you pull all of the eyes away from him he kind of becomes a tough challenge he uh, he's got a couple of different attack patterns where he'll try and slam on top of you and then he's got this giant laser he shoots at you so i do like that there's several phases to him um so I think he's a pretty good boss, but it's nothing revolutionary. But overall, for this dungeon, I I love it. I, I it's definitely in my top two dungeons. So Tony's putting it at number one on our list so Dang. far. It sounds like here. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually I just want to repeat what you just said because I um, I think that it bears repeating. This is a really pretty dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, like the water effects in Link Between Worlds, I think look really really cool, and like you can. You can look at the dungeon. It's got all these nice blues. Uh, that's a very good point, actually. Um, it, it's a very pretty dungeon. And a lot of these... Like, uh, A Link Between Worlds doesn't... It, it certainly doesn't look bad, but it, it doesn't look... Maybe memorable is is a way that I'd put it. And I think that this dungeon maybe kind of uh, bucks that trend, which is why I think I like this dungeon and Dark Palace as much as I do. Um, also, you can get Blue Mail in here, so uh, shout out to that. But uh, if it were up to me... Allison and Tony. I'll t- I'm going to tell you where I put this. I would put this below Dark Palace and Skullwoods. Um, Tony, it sounds like you would put this above everything we have so far. So, Allison, what do you say? Where, where would you put this dungeon? I would also put it above everything. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, you know what? Okay, I'll I'll let you guys I'll let you guys have this one because there's there's a dungeon coming up that I want some uh, 
some future considerations <laughs> for. But that being said, we have a new champion here. Number one, the Swamp Palace. Number two, Dark Palace. Number three, Skullwoods. Number four, House of Gales. Number five, the Tower of Hera. Number six, Eastern Palace. And number seven, Hyrule Castle. So we still have a ton of dungeons to get through. So um, let's keep on pressing on. The next dungeon that I got to on my playthrough was the Ice Ruins, which I realize is supposed to be the last dungeon that you're probably going to because it has the toughest enemies and it is uh, way the heck up there on on Death Mountain. However, I decided just to go there nice and, nice and early in my game. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I think that the Flame Rod is awesome. I think it's an awesome item and I loved using it, especially there's something satisfying about like the crunch that those ice enemies make when you melt them. It's, it's great. Um, I think that it's, uh, this, this is going to sound like I'm like a horrible player, but it, it's, it's almost too easy to get lost. And that, mm. that sounds even lamer coming out of my mouth as I'm listening to it saying that it probably does for you guys. But like, I, I do like, like, I like getting lost in a dungeon, but there were several times in here where I'm just like, okay, like a door just opened, but like, where the hell did it just open? Like, I have no idea. So I, I was constantly kind of like backtracking and redoing a lot of the same rooms that I was uh, already in. So that probably just makes me an awful Link Between Worlds player, but like, I was just like, ugh, I'm, I'm stuck in here again. So that, that thing stuck out to me. Um, there's a lot of really narrow walkways as well. Which, uh, you know, it, not that not that that's a bad thing, but I was just like, I was like, oh god, I, I better not fall here. Um, it had cool music, and uh, it had a neat mini boss. I loved the uh, the penguin guy, the master, the big penguin, the big like he looks like a Hulk penguin because he's big and green. <laughs> so I I liked that. Um, it had uh, it had a stamina scroll that uh, that you could get to upgrade. You know how long you could stay merged in the walls, and it had a pretty okay final boss. So this one was. Um, this one was very, very middle of the pack to me. Uh, so not nothing that I hated about it, but nothing that I necessarily loved about it either. Um, Allison, what do, you, what do you think? Um, I agree with the getting lost part, so don't feel bad about that. I thought it was like, it was a cool concept. It was cool looking. It had, the music was very fitting and it felt like I was in an ice dungeon, but it was really hard to follow. And I felt like instead of, myself feeling super smart as I do when I play Zelda games <laughs> um where I was like oh okay I figured out this puzzle it was more like the dungeon was figuring out the puzzles for me if that makes sense like the dungeon was making this path that I was following and I was like I don't know where I'm going but I'm following you dungeon like you're telling me where to go and I'm doing it it didn't feel like I was doing much at all except getting lost so I mean the, I like the visuals again. You were like in this ice and snow area over a volcano. So that was kind of cool, the like contrasting colors. And Darkstair, I think his name is, he reminded me of Bellum, but he was super easy. So I honestly ranked this really, really low. I thought it had a lot of potential, and I, I don't ever like Ice Dungeons, but I, I like this one more than like, say, Phantom Hourglass or whatever. But at the same time, it just, it, it didn't feel like I was doing a whole lot except just following what the dungeon wanted me to do, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of how I feel as well. Um, 
I do like this dungeon. I think it's really pretty, and it's a it's a nice contrast to have all that ice. And when you're out like riding the platforms, there's like lava beneath you, so there's some real weight to making sure you stay on those platforms, which is pretty neat. Um, I, I think a lot, yeah. Uh, most of this dungeon is literally kind of like standing on a platform, waiting, moving to the next platform, getting lost. Um, when you're actually in like the dungeon portion and not on all the different platforms, I, I enjoy it more, but um, I, I can't tell you how long I stood out on those different platforms riding around trying to figure out which the next room is. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like this dungeon. I think there are some pretty cool um, like hidden secrets, like keys are hidden within ice in different areas, and you've got to go through different rooms and use your fire rod to open up a pathway in a separate room. That's pretty neat stuff. But as a whole, I think this fits right in the middle of the pack. You know, this this dungeon, actually, now that you brought up the lava thing, Tony, it kind of reminded me of, like, the Freeze Flame Galaxy from Mario Galaxy. I, I noticed <laughs> that as well, uh, but it was kind of cool. You know, you, you said that you liked Darkstare because he uh, reminded you of Bellum. I actually agree with that, but that's probably why I don't like him. Uh, he just kind of flops around. He's another big eyeball. Just, I thought that easy. he was kind of lame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I would probably put this one on our list above eastern palace and hyrule castle but below the tower of hera and everything above that i I don't know about you guys where do you think it fits um i think it goes on the bottom but i would i would be willing to put it there yeah i it's right there in the midst of like house of gales and tower of hera for me um i like these the aesthetic of it which kind of you know, makes me want to put it higher, but I know that it's not really a great dungeon to play. So I think above Eastern Palace is fitting. Uh, well, I mean, that's probably a good spot because if Allison wants it on the bottom and, and you maybe want it above House of Gales, above or in between Tower of Hera and Eastern Palace is right in the middle. So maybe we'll maybe we'll slot it in there. That's fair. So there we go. I'll read off what we got here before we move on to the next dungeon. Um, number one. The Swamp Palace, number two, The Dark Palace, number three, Skull Woods, number four, House of Gales, number five, Tower of Hera, number six, The Ice Ruins, number seven, Eastern Palace, and number eight, Hyrule Castle. All right, we still have a, uh, a lot of dungeons to go, actually, <laughs> and we're definitely going to run long, but we're, we're going to do them all, by God. Let's, uh, let's move on, and let's talk about the Thieves' Hideout. I think that the Thieves' Hideout is the best dungeon in a Link Between Worlds. Yes! I'm, I'm stating it boldly, yes! and I'm saying it now. Um, although I will say, the singing to get into the dungeon is horrible. Yeah, that's dumb. That's awful. <laughs> it's not fun. But uh, I think that this dungeon really, really works really well for a couple of reasons, um, which is strange, actually, because I think that the music is kind of like, eh, and I think that the mini boss in here is like, eh. But the aesthetic of being in like this this prison basically is is really cool and i know that i'm going to contradict everything i said but when i complained about the wind waker dungeons but i think that this dungeon kicks up into an entirely different tier when you finally get thief girl the the puzzles that you can do with her are awesome i think there's a lot of really like so first of all there's really good puzzles to get to thief girl and then there's wicked puzzles to do once you have her and you go back and I think that controlling her and leading her was really easy. It was just a click of a button, so there was none of this command melody or any nonsense like that. It was really 
like it was it was really fun just kind of leading this person around um there was a few standout moments for me like when you when all the guards are chasing you and like you can just hit the hit the switch and then that giant trap door opens i thought that was awesome um i love that you know again you can get master or in here it, it kind of actually reminded me of the temple of time from twilight princess which is a, a one of my favorite dungeons where like you go in all the way and you get this object and you lead it back and like it completely changes the dynamic of all the puzzles that you've done so far even though you're going in the same rooms i thought that that was really great and then i thought that this has easily easily the the best boss battle in this game bar none uh with stall blind the I, I love this battle it's very challenging it's very hard you have to hit him and then he blocks you with a shield and then you merge into the shield and you you emerge behind him i thought that that's so clever it was such a great fight when his when his head is is off his body and he's still hitting you it's like it's super intense. You just got stuff going on everywhere. Um, I I was having an absolute blast, and I don't know, I don't know if I just remembered it wrong, but I was so I was leading Thief Girl around, and I was I was convinced I knew that she was gonna transform into a monster and be the <laughs> final boss of this game. I I knew it, and then it didn't happen, and I was like super shocked because I was like I swear that I remember fighting her, but um, you didn't. So I, I loved the, the final dungeon fight. And then I loved that, like, it actually kind of ended, too, like, in a, in a unique way where, like, you you don't get your stuff in the dungeon. You actually get it in a locked house in Thief Town. I, I really loved everything about this dungeon. I, I had a blast playing it. And uh, like I said, I, I'm going to put this at number one on my list. So I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about this dungeon. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I totally agree with everything you said. This this dungeon, what's so good about it is you're traversing through it as Link, um, and you're hitting normal switches to raise and lower like uh, cages and like bars. And then once you get the Thief Girl, you completely look at the dungeon in a different light because now you have to bring this second body along. And uh, you're right. I believe it is in A Link to the Past where the, the person you're – having follow along with you turns into a monster and you that's the final boss so it's a real nice bait and switch in this game where everybody's like okay this is going to be the monster and then it doesn't happen and the boss is so the boss is so charming too because you know you you merge onto its shield and then it's behind him and he looks around like where did link go and it's actually very challenging too yeah because once once you hit him a couple times off your shield he chucks it off the side and he starts spinning at you um pretty challenging very charming probably the best boss in the game by far i would agree with that as well i put this right up there at the top of the dungeons in this game with for me like swamp palace and another one we'll get to in a little while but yeah i i I could put this right up there at the top as well. All right, I'm totally ready for Allison to say that she hated this dungeon. No, Allison, no, take no, it away. No, 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 no. I this is my number one. I'm so excited. Yes, <laughs> yes. This is my number one dungeon. First of all, it's the first dungeon I did after the initial four, so it was like, yes, new music, better puzzles. I was super excited. I was so stoked. So as soon as Andy was like, yeah, this is like at the top of my list, I was like, yes! <laughs> um, I also really liked 
guiding thief girl it reminded me of like guiding makar and medley through um their dungeons which you know as i was playing except not awful <laughs> i actually like them in their dungeon well maybe more medley than makar but anyways i when i was playing this game i noticed that there were a lot of similarities to similarities to wind waker but i remembered that wind waker hd came out at roughly the same time so maybe that's what was on their minds when they were making this game but um, I was also convinced that Thief Girl was going to turn into Stallblime because of, um, A Link to the Past, uh, but she didn't, so that, I was like, that's a cool twist, I, I really appreciated that, and I agree, Stallblind is probably my favorite boss fight, except for maybe one portion in another boss fight that we'll talk about, but... I, I, like you said with the shield, it was really clever. I knew instantly what I was supposed to do, and I loved that. And then um, his head flying around totally reminded me of A Link to the Past, and I got that nostalgia, but it was, like, revamped and awesome. Um, I thought the puzzles were fun, and they made me feel like a genius when I figured them out. And I liked the music because it was kind of like I felt like I was escaping jail with that music. So this is number one for me. I like put it at the top of the list 100%. So that's how I feel. Yep. I had it at the top of my list. Tony, uh, what do you what do you think? I think it's totally fair to put at the top of the list. This is um, one of the better 2D dungeons in all of Zelda to me. Um, I think a couple of these top... Uh, Link Between Worlds dungeon. This has, uh, they're all towards the top. This has some really cool puzzles that are kind of challenging until you figure it out, like merging with the walls. Like there's a couple like walkways that are, they're almost like ladders and they're leaned up against the wall. And you're actually supposed yeah. to get behind them and pop out to knock them over. And the first time I played this game, it took me a while to figure that out. But once you do, yeah, you're right. You feel like like you're, like you've, you've cheated the game almost, which is exactly what it wants you to do, but it still feels like you've almost cheated um there's some really great ones like when you when you merge between the merge the wall and then you have to walk between the bars and leave her on the other side and then go hit the trap or go hit the switch and then go back and get her it's just some really like clever designed puzzles with within this dungeon yep i you took the words out of my mouth um this is an easy number one on our list for me so uh, I think we're all in agreement there. We have a new champion Woo! of our Link Between Worlds dungeon ranking list, but we're not done yet. Uh, let's go from one great dungeon to another great dungeon. Uh, the next dungeon on my list was the Desert Palace. And I love this dungeon because it, it feels like for the first time you actually get like a dungeon item because you can't get the sand rod back until you do Thief's Hideout. You finally have it and you're like oh great now i can access a new area and a new dungeon so i already really liked that i think that the sand rod is like such a such a fun fun item to use and correct me if i'm wrong i, I mean this is really the only item that's unique to a link between worlds right i can't think of yeah. it in another game i believe so so i already i was partial to it just for that reason alone but like the puzzles that you can pull off using the sand rod in Desert Palace, I think, are fantastic. Like the the you build walkways, you you have the puzzles with like the um, the the BMO size spinning around everywhere. I think that the the amount of like the diversity of the sand rod in terms of like like the the amount of ways to do different puzzles and stuff uh, is is off the charts. Um, I I think that it is. An awesome item, and I think that the Desert Palace really offers up a lot of like 
great uses for that. Um, I will say two two little negatives about this dungeon, and the first one actually might be kind of um, blasphemous for you guys to hear, but I actually don't really like the music. Hmm. Oh wow! Which is which is strange because actually let me let me rephrase that. I do like the music, but I feel like it doesn't fit with the the dungeon that it's in. It, it feels to me like it's like this should be music for like a shadow temple or something like that. It, it doesn't feel like music for like a sand temple and maybe that's just me but I it, it just kind of I don't know it, it just didn't seem to fit to me so I I noticed that when I was playing it and I know that desert palace is a, is a favorite amongst a lot of people over at Zelda dungeon but uh, I as a standalone track it's really good but just in in junction with the actual dungeon I was just kind of like eh. um, and the other thing I didn't really like was the boss and here I go uh, uh, Zaganaga. Zaganaga? Yeah, fair enough. I think that's good. There we go. <laughs> Zaganaga. This guy is, like, pathetically easy. Like, pathetically easy. Like, it's not even... Uh, I he Maybe it was just the RNG when I played him, but, like... Th- so there's a bunch of platforms around the map. And you're fighting him, and you have to, you have to use your sand rod to create a new pathway to hit him. This dude went through the same three platforms right in the middle the entire time. So I would hit him on the left. I'd then go to the center, hit him there. I'd go to the right, hit him there. He, he just kept on going to the same three platforms the entire time I was playing him. I was just like, this dude is, he's either the worst Zelda boss ever, or I'm a really good player. And I know that I'm not a really good player. So those were my two negatives about it. But otherwise, I think that in terms of puzzles, this is probably the best dungeon in the game. What do you guys think? Um, I, I'm excited because I said Desert Palace is my number two after Thieves Hideout. So I did like the music. I kind of agree, though. It feels a little weird for that dungeon. I don't know why. And I almost feel like the music for Turtle Rock would have fe- felt better in Desert Palace. But um, I did like the music, at least. So I enjoyed that part. Again, I felt like a total genius when I was figuring out the puzzles. That's like my favorite, one of my favorite things about Zelda games is when I'm like, I figured out the puzzle, I'm so smart, even though it's just like, that's how they wanted you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's like, that's like my favorite feeling playing these games. Um, it was actually kind of long um, compared to um, maybe because I was doing it second after all those dungeons that we did at the beginning of the game, but it felt a little bit longer. Right. Um, and, um, I 100% agree though about the boss fight. He was dumb and yours went to the same three spots, but mine went to the same two, the left and the right. So what I liked that the concept of being outside, fighting him outside was kind of cool. Kind of like, um, whatever those worms are called in Majora's Mask when you're outside fighting them. So I kind of felt that vibe, but overall, I think the dungeon like trumps the, the boss and I put it as number yes. two as my list in, in my list. Yeah, I, I love the atmosphere on this one. Um, it's it's very brown. It almost looks like you're in the middle of like a, a pyramid. The aesthetic of it, and then you're constantly using your um, your sand rod to uh, traverse through different platform areas. So I, I really love that the the item implementation of it and you know you get this item outside of 
the dungeon, which is a little different from normal Zelda games, but I do like that in order to get into it, you need that item. So it, it does, it, it's not going to get you trapped where you've got to leave the dungeon and, and go back and get this item. Um, I think some of the puzzles in this one are, are some of the best in all of the dungeons in A Link Between Worlds. Uh, it's pretty challenging and it, you don't get lost too bad in this one. At least I didn't, but there are a lot of times where you've got to stop and kind of take in the room for a second and figure out. Plus, in a lot of this, there's like arrows shooting out of the walls, and it's very fitting for what kind of dungeon you're in. And as far as the boss goes, I do love when, you know, it isn't your typical fight the boss in just in the palace you actually like leave and he's there waiting for you i really liked that but yeah i believe that the there's pillars all around on the outskirts of the boss fight for link but i don't think he touches any of those i think he only goes to the three that are around the middle which makes for a very easy boss fight. So that's the only negative I have with this one. As far as the music goes, I don't really share that same sentiment. I think there's a couple parts in the song that are um, don't sound like a desert palace, but the chanting and there's like a flute playing that is very, um, very desert feeling to me. So I, I didn't get that same feeling with the music, I, but I do agree that the boss is pretty lackluster. Yep, I I agree with that. Um, and actually, you raised a cool point too. This is one of the only dungeons um, after you know after you get to kind of the midway point that takes place in Hyrule. And really, like when you when you get to the very end, um, it's only like r literally right before the final boss that you um, go through the wall and, and get into Low Rule. So I thought that that was pretty cool too, actually. And it, it kind of took me by surprise when I was playing because I forgot that that the game did that. Um, you know, I, I'm with you, Allison. I had ranked this number two on my list. I, I think that, like, the the puzzles are fantastic in this. Um, there is, I, I don't know, I think I liked the personality of, of the Thief title just a bit more. Mm -hmm. But this was this was a very, very close second. And if you guys would have argued for it as number one, uh, I could have I definitely uh, been on board with that. But for me, personally, I would put it at number two. Um, Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I'd probably put it right there alongside Dark Palace, um, maybe a little above. So for me, yeah, I, I think it's right up there at the top as well. All right, Allison, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're a number yes, two. Yes, thank you, please. All right, so we got two dungeons to go, but I'll read you off what we got so far. We got number one, Thief's Hideout. Number two, Desert Palace. Number three, Swamp Palace. Number four, Dark Palace. Number five, Skull Woods. Number six, House of Gales. Number seven, Tower of Hera. Number eight, Ice Ruins. Number nine, Eastern Palace. And number 10, Hyrule Castle. Um, all right, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. We've got two left. Um, Allison, take us away about your thoughts about uh, Turtle Rock. Oh, no, I'm a little nervous to start with Turtle Rock. Um, I, okay, normally, let me just preface this with this, that I normally really, really like Fire Dungeons. But I did not like Turtle Rock. <laughs> and I feel very bad because I feel like a lot of people do. So I um, I like the layout that it's shaped like a turtle. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and the, like I said, the music felt more deserty to me than Fire Dungeon. So that's why I felt, felt like it might have fit the Desert Palace more. 
But overall, everything that was going on in those like two main big rooms just felt really overwhelming to me. And at first I was just, I was kind of like, maybe I'd been playing too long, but I was kind of the mind like, I really don't want to put up with this right now. There's just so much going on and I just want to figure out how to get through this dungeon so I can continue on with the game. I feel like once I kind of understood the rooms more and what I was supposed to be doing to solve the puzzles, I was okay. Um, the Hylian Shield was kind of like, I always liked getting the Hylian Shield, but it felt like a kind of a lame item, especially when I did Turtle Lock second to last. And then, um, Grinix, I think is the boss's name. Um, I thought at first I was fighting a volcano, so that was kind of cool. It reminded, it made me think of like that volcano Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And, <laughs> and then he jumps out and he's a turtle. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But overall, he was kind of a forgettable boss fight. So I, I just, it just felt like a very lackluster dungeon to me. And, and like I said, maybe it was just the timing of when I was playing it that it made me feel like kind of overwhelmed and like, oh, I just want to get done with this dungeon. But I put it really, really low, like even below Ice Ruins. Ooh, Tony, what do you what do you think? I actually really like this dungeon. I, I like that this is kind of a change of a typical setup dungeon in like a 2D Zelda um, where you're bouncing through a bunch of rooms, uh, getting keys and going to new rooms. This one is largely in this giant room and there's different pathway or different doors you need to go to to grab another key or a different setup to be able to access another part of the room. Um, I think that just having one giant room be the puzzle is very unique and I enjoyed it quite a bit. The um, music, it, you're right. It's also very desert sounding. It, it's fitting in this because it's a, you know, like there's the whole time you're in this dungeon, there's like fire popping on the screen uh, really sets up the atmosphere. I think the music's good. Um, pretty fitting for this dungeon as well. The boss fight is pretty neat. I always like that the boss fits within the theme of the dungeon and you know you drop ice on top of him which kind of makes him angry and he eventually comes up on the platform to fight you himself which i thought was pretty neat but it's a pretty middle of the pack boss as far as the dungeon goes though i would probably put this in my top five wow okay uh tony you're not gonna like this i i have to agree with allison as much as it pains me to wow sure. um I, yeah, I don't know. It, it was like, it was very like middle of the road in almost every single aspect to me. Um, I, I and I, I don't really like using the ice rod as an item, which you have to use a lot in this dungeon, obviously. But I, it's not my favorite item to use because you have to, like, you just have to use it to make paths. And I feel like half the time it doesn't land where I want it to. So right there, I'm just like, eh. But uh, you know, you might. You might be onto something here, Allison, because we both we both played this dungeon a little bit later in the game, and it, by the same time that when I walked in and like there was all this stuff going on, I was just like, ugh, like where where do I start? And uh, you know, I, I progressed through and and went through the dungeon. I thought it was cool that you got the shield and that you can get a heart piece, but like, um, I I don't know, I nothing about it was standing out to me. Um, I thought that the the boss battle was very mediocre. I thought that the, the mini boss battle was very mediocre. I thought that using the ice rod was fairly mediocre. And uh, I, I don't know. When I was playing it, I was just like, I kind of felt like there weren't, there wasn't any rhyme or reason to how I was like transporting around. Like when you get into the little, 
like the turtle leg rooms. Yeah. Um, it just kind of felt like it was zip zapping me everywhere. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm here now. I'll just follow my, my path. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was very, it was very, very middle of the pack. I, I have to agree. Actually, I, I ranked it lower than the ice ruins too. This was a, this was a low one for me. And I don't know if it's just because I was ready to be like done and get to the final boss because like, you know, one thing about a link between worlds is like, there's so many dungeons that I feel like whatever is going to be like the, the second or basically the second to last dungeon, the, the final dungeon you do before getting to low real castle. I feel like that dungeon is always going to be in a little bit of a tough spot because like you went through so many dungeons beforehand. So maybe, maybe this is just kind of indicative of that, but yeah, I, I ranked this one, you know, I've ranked it uh, pretty low. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I am up for, you know, I, I'm up for some negotiation where, where you guys want to put this dungeon on our list. Yeah, I really like this dungeon, but I think it falls right along with some of the other dungeons we've been talking about. I I, I definitely like it, but I don't think it's that far away from like the Ice Ruins or, you know, House of Gales, Tower of Hera. I think it's right in that pack. So um, wherever you all want to place it is fine. I'm okay. All right, let, let me make a suggestion okay. here. Sorry, I was just gonna say I'm, I'm, I'm all right now. I'm all right as long as it's below ice ruins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, below ice ruins is literally like second to last. End up in, like yeah, third to last. So this is what I was gonna say. I'd be willing to put it above House of Gales, but below Skullwoods, which would put it in one, two, three, four, five, sixth place. Ugh. Yeah, that's kind of where I feel it should be, anyways. Allison, what are you what are you thinking over there? Is your face red? I'm or you... thinking ugh, but okay. <laughs> ugh. All right. All right. Well. All right. Let's just, let's just put it in there, um, and uh, and call it a truce. <laughs> and move on to the final dungeon of the Link Between Worlds, and uh, you know what, guys, I'm gonna get us kicked off here with Lowrul Castle. The first thing that I think we can all agree on right off the bat. Probably the best music in the game for any dungeon. Bar none. Right? Bar Fair. none. It, yeah, I that's... think it's one of the like better tracks that have came out of the newer Zelda games. I think Lower Castle is brilliant. Fair enough. I like it. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, we, we may disagree about some other things in this dungeon, but I, I think that you definitely can't say that the music isn't awesome. Um, but... This this was kind of it was like upper middle of the pack to me, and um, the first reason that it's kind of upper middle of the pack to me is is I I, and I explained this a couple episodes ago, but I have this weird thing where like I feel like ranking the the final dungeon of of a game is like kind of cheating because it's kind of like your culmination of the game rather than like your culmination of a single dungeon if that makes sense if that probably doesn't make sense but whatever, um, so to me I was just like. Okay, well, like, I, I feel like it's kind of cheating, but whatever. I don't really love the gimmick of fighting previous bosses in an actual dungeon, um, which is something that you do in Wind Waker. It's something that you do here. It's not really my favorite gimmick, but I will say that that's kind of offset by, like, the rooms that you do before you get to those bosses, which reminded me a little bit of Ocarina of Time, where, like, you did kind of the the short little rooms based on, you know, each temple in that game. So I, I really, um, I thought that the, 
The bomb flower room was really fun, even though it took me forever. Uh, the rolling boulder room, where like you got to make the path to get the boulder, uh, I thought was really fun. The the wall master puzzle was really clever. Um, the other one, I can't even remember what it was, so it obviously what didn't stick out to me that much. But um, you know, I and I and you can get the red mail, which is also awesome. But uh, you know, I I, I don't know. It, it was that those rooms kind of evened out the the mini boss fights for me which was just kind of very eh to to me so like that that kind of evened itself out um and then i and you know i complained about this earlier but then we get to the final boss and it's like okay well like i gotta fight yuga again i will say that what i think really saves this for me is the inclusion of hilda who i think is one of the most underrated characters in the franchise i loved her like heel turn there right at the end i thought that that was such a cool character moment but it would have been cooler to me if you actually engaged in like a battle with hilda rather than fight yuga again even though you know obviously he's kind of ganonized at this point but you're still fighting yuga again i, I don't know i feel like that's going to be an unpopular opinion um allison what do you think take us away um i also really thought it was very similar to ganon's tower and ganon's castle um, from Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time, but it was, like, in the middle. So, like, I feel like Ocarina of Time did it better, and then I I don't like fighting all the bosses again in Wind Waker. But this one, like you said, the rooms that you go through before you fight the bice, the, the, the bosses, sorry, um, kind of make up for fighting the bosses again. And to be honest, I 100%ed the game, so I don't know about you, your recent playthrough, Andy, and I'm sure Tony has 100%ed it in the past before, too, but, like, I feel like the bosses are really easy once you have all the mail and you have the upgraded Master Sword. So they didn't really feel like such a hassle. They were super quick. It wasn't like Wind Waker level where you have to go through all the nuances of fighting those bosses again. So it was okay. Like, that was fine. I really, really like the music. And this is something that happens a lot when you're going to fight Ganon in Zelda games is that the closer you get to him the more intense that music gets so not only is laura castle themed catchy and great but it gets like super hype intense with like chanting and like drums and stuff the closer you're getting to unlocking that door so i really really like that i thought the first portion of the fight with uh what is it they call you ganon or whatever uh i thought that portion of the fight kind of similar to link to the past you're just kind of dodging and slashing and it's really lame but when he merges with hilda and you start doing the tennis with the magic that part was like intense and it's like you don't want to miss one you know and it it's almost on level with one of my favorite fights from the series which is phantom ganon in uh wind waker it like the music gets intense you're like you're trying to go faster and faster and i really really like that part of the fight and then also shooting the light arrows through the wall, especially the last one, was just epic. So, again, with what you're saying, Andy, it kind of feels like it's cheating, the last dungeon, because usually the boss is, like, the best part of the game. The final boss is, like, the best part of the game. It's the culmination of all your strength and all your courage and all that kind of stuff to get to that point. So, I actually, I ranked it not the highest, but it's definitely in the top tier for me of dungeons. Yeah, I... I totally agree. I would probably put this third in my overall list. It is a little bit kind of cheating to put a, a dungeon that's kind of the amalgamation of all the dungeons in the game that high, but it is. If we're going to include it in this list, it's got basically like all the best parts 
of the other dungeons kind of sprinkled into this giant dungeon. The puzzles are really nice. I think the giant bomb you have to uh, drag along with you and use smaller bombs to open a pathway. I thought that was really unique and fun. Um, the music is, is epic, sets this very epic feeling the whole time. Like, you know, everything's come, come to a point or like a boiling point and the music does that perfectly. And you're right. You beat me to the punch. But one of my favorite things in this game is as you're getting closer to that boss room, the music hypens up and you feel uh, all the emotions behind it. It feels so epic, which, you know, is one of the best things about Zelda is the epic feeling you get when, when everything culminates to a point. I do, um, I, I think it's a very tired, played out thing in Zelda where, surprise, it's actually Ganon. Um, I, I've gotten so sick of that over the years, and this game's no different. Um, I, I kind of rolled my eyes when that first happened. and Although, admittedly, the boss fight itself is is pretty fun, and um, I, once, yeah. once you find out... Once you find out that you have to turn around and shoot the arrow the opposite way was pretty neat because it took me a few minutes of like shooting it at its face and like unmerging from the wall and shooting the wall before you finally figure out you just need to turn around backwards is a pretty neat um, way to way to attack you Ganon or whatever. But as a dungeon as a whole, I think that this one's one of the top in the whole game. Yeah, I I ain't mad at that. I. I didn't rank it like super low, but I didn't put in my upper upper echelon. I had it at number six on my list. So uh, let's let's finally finish this off here. Where does Low Rule Castle rank amongst our list right now? Um, if if it were up to me, I would put it perhaps at well number six because I think that we've got five really great dungeons above it in Skullwoods, Dark Palace, Swamp Palace, Desert Palace, and Thief's Hideout. But what do you guys think? I'm open to uh, some negotiations here. I put it at number four. I have Thief's Hideout, Desert Palace, Swamp Palace, and then Laurel Castle on my personal list. Yeah, I have it at third behind Swamp Palace and Thief's Hideout, but I could, you know, be persuaded to go lower than, like, Desert and Dark Palace maybe or uh, right there in the middle of them. So fourth or fifth seems pretty fitting for this. I'll, I'll tell you what, why don't we put it at number four? That seems kind of like a fair compromise. A little bit higher than my list, a little bit lower than yours, Tony, and basically right smack dab where Allison yes. put it. So Woo. looks like she gets the last laugh <laughs> here. All right, guys, we, we, finally, we finally have it. Our definitive ranking of the dungeons of The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Here we go. Number 12, Hyrule Castle. Number 11, Eastern Palace. Number 10, Ice Ruins, number nine, Tower of Hera, number eight, House of Gales, number seven, Turtle Rock, number six, Skullwoods, number five, Dark Palace, number four, Lowrule Castle, number three, Swamp Palace, number two, Desert Palace, and number one, The Thieves Hideout. You know, I'm pretty happy with how this list turned out, guys. Me too. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, those are my top four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that the like the top four to top six dungeons are all amazing and we all kind of agree on which ones those are and um you could kind of cherry pick on where they go but it, it just shows how good the dungeons are in this game yeah they are just like they're really rock solid um so like i was saying earlier i, I think that like maybe number one to I, you know one, number one to five for me are like really like a plus tier dungeons and then the rest of them are like 
like A to B tier dungeons. Like there's really not a stinker in this bunch. So I, I, I really love A Link Between Worlds um, and how it, you know, how it presented so many, so many fantastic dungeons and not really like, like I said, not really a stinker among them. Um, and you know what? We're not done talking about A Link Between Worlds. We're going to do a retrospective of this uh, where we're going to talk about the collectibles, the story, the some of the overworld settings, um, all that good stuff. We're going to talk about that in the very near future. Before we get out of here, guys, why don't we reveal our own individual lists that we had our dungeons ranked at? Okay. Yeah, I, I can start. Um, I have Swamp Palace at the top, mainly just because I think it's one of the best um, water dungeons in all of Zelda. And then I have Thieves Hideout, Low Real Castle, Desert Palace, Dark Palace, Turtle Rock, Skull Woods, Hyrule Castle, House of Gales, Tower of Hera, Ice Ruins, and then Eastern Palace. Ripped Eastern Palace. <laughs> Allison, what about you? Um, so my top four are Thieves Hideout, Desert Palace, Swamp Palace, and Laurel Castle. I feel like the next, what is it, six are kind of interchangeable for me. Um, so there's Tower of Hera, Eastern Palace, House of Gales, Skullwoods, Dark Palace, and Hyrule Castle. So I feel like those have been moved around more personally after this talk. But definitely my last two are still going to be Ice Ruins and Turtle Rock. <laughs> Yikes. All right, I had number one, Thieves Hideout, two, Desert Palace, three, Dark Palace, four, Skullwoods, five, Swamp Palace, six, Low World Castle, seven, House of Gales, eight, Tower of Hera, nine, Ice Ruins, ten, Turtle Rock, eleven, Eastern Palace and 12 Hyrule Castle. Uh, wow, we finally got there. We finally finished our list, but we want to know what you guys think. Uh, tell us if our list sucks or if you like it a lot. Um, there's a lot of dungeons in this game, so there's certainly a lot of wiggle room here and a lot of different opinions to be had. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We're, we are finally going to get out of here. Uh, Tony, thanks for sitting in on this marathon episode with us. Yeah, I love always joining in, and uh, I'll see you guys again soon, I'm sure absolutely um anything that you want to uh, direct people towards before we get out of here tony oh no just um see you all soon and and come check me out at lower legend on youtube there you go uh well we hope that you guys are checking us out over on podbean itunes and spotify and also wherever else you get your uh, your podcasts um leave us a five-star review if you think that we've earned it and recommend us to a zelda fan in your life tell them where they can get their zelda fix and of course check us out over on twitter i am at spateri316 and allison is at allison aletha tony's at low rule legend uh good god this has been a long show we're gonna get out of here but we can't wait to see you guys next week we have some very special guests joining us and we are going to be talking all about food until then <laughs>